Cassandra tells it as it is. My teaching is entitled, Can You Hear the Voice Calling in Your Wilderness? So, wilderness is a Greek word, eramos, and eramos means to lay waste, to come to naught. Wilderness or eramos is a lonesome, deserted, dry and solitary place. Nothing is happening in the wilderness. No growth, no development, no evolution, no increase, no advance. And in agricultural terms, it is a tract or region uncultivated, unhospitable, uninhabitable, wastes, jungle or wilds. So these were the mandate or descriptions of Apostle John to task children of God in the Bible. And, and the Bible let us to know in verse 3 um, that um, Apostle John, he went into all the country around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins and my text is taken from Luke 3 verse 1 to 6 and I read from the new international version and I read in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea Herod Tetrarch of Galilee his brother Philip Tetrarch of Ituria, and Traconitis, and Linsanis, Tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Cephas, the word of the Lord came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the country around Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. The crooked roads shall become straight. The rough ways are smooth, and all people will see God's salvation. So Apostle Luke is letting us know the word of the Lord came to John, um, the son of Zacharias in the wilderness. And I just like this little statement, the word of the Lord came to John. John did not go to the word. But the word of the Lord, and the Bible said in the book of John 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. So this was the word that Apostle Luke is recording, that the word of the Lord came to John, son of Zacharias, in the wilderness. And um, if you remember the story of Zacharias, Zachariah was the guy who God had put a mute on his mouth until his son was born. Why? Because God gave a message to 
angel Gabriel, messenger to deliver to Zacharias. And God said, tell him that his wife Elizabeth is going to have a baby in the coming year and that the baby will be boy and he must name the baby John. But Zacharias refuses to believe and using his age and, and, and that they are too old and, and all everything. And, and um, his wife is old and, and all the old stories and um, that they are too old as a reason for his unbelief. So um, God had to mute, put a mutiny in to, you know, cause him to shut up so that the, the will of God um, can be realized. So the baby um, John grew up to be the John and script writer that Luke is writing about. So Luke in, in, in chapter 3, um, verse 3 said, He, John, went into all the country around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. It was this John who declares, let me decrease, and he increased. It was this John that says, I am not worthy to tie the latchet on his shoes. It was this John that Jesus came to be baptized in the River Jordan, and he said it should be the other way around. It was this John that says, here comes the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. It was this John that says, I will baptize you with water unto repentance now, but there's one who is coming after me who I'm not worthy to tie the latchet on his shoes. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. It was this John that Jesus refers him in a statement that there was none greater than John the Baptist. He went into all the country in the wilderness, the Bible says, around Jordan, because at that time there was no gospel. There was no, nothing called gospel, called, called revelation, called good news in, 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 in those days. And, and so it was called wilderness. So this was this John that was mandated, that was sent around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin. So I've come to announce to you, children of God, that the same voice that was calling in the wilderness to request children of God to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord is the very same voice that is calling out to you now in this pandemic to prepare the way for the Lord. Amen. Holy Spirit said, I must announce the mandate hasn't changed. The mandate is still the same. This is God speaking to you, children of God, in this pandemic. He said, every mountain and hill shall be made low. And he has sent me to teach you, so there shall be no excuse. When you come before him on the day, you will never ever say, I don't understand. Oh, Father God, I didn't understand. This is why I didn't make good of my life, because I didn't hear the teaching. And so this is why he's sending you the teaching that it is no different to the day of John the Baptist. It is the same. Yeah, the mandate hasn't changed. The mandate is still the same. Yes? So I'm going to teach the meaning of mountain 
and him today and the rest in the coming weeks. He said, every mountain and hill shall be made low in your life and my life. So mountain and hills are the challenges that are sitting on the surface of our lives. Mountain and hills are the challenges that are established on our hopes and our dreams that is refusing to budge, refusing to give way, refusing for, for you to become what Papa God has ordained you, purpose you to become. They are called mountains and hills and they are refusing to move themselves out of the way, move themselves out of your lives so that you can become what God has created you to become. And so the Spirit of God says if they remain, the life will be in big trouble. And the life will be like Eremos, the Greek word that I shared at the start of the teaching. Eremos means to lay waste, waste as in wilderness, come to naught, a lonesome, deserted, dry and solitary place. Nothing is happening in the wilderness. If your life is in the wilderness, nothing will happen. No growth, no development, no hope, no dream, no fun, no evolution, no increase, no advance. Life will be a tract or region uncultivated, unhospitable, uninhabitable, waste, jungle, or wild. Child of God, if your life is like that, Jesus said, the mountain and hills has to go. Amen. And this is why this teaching is called the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Can you hear the voice crying in your wilderness? Whether the mountains like it, yes or no, they have to go. Mountains, you have to go. And hills, you have to go. You have to follow suit. You have to go. And I command you to become a plane by the authority of the word of God in the mighty name of Jesus. So what are mountain and hills, Pastor Sandra? They are monumental challenges that refuse to budge, refuse to move, refuse to go in your life. And monumental challenges could be traditions. There are certain traditions that has to be kept up, that has to be maintained, but they are not necessarily of God. They're just traditions. Yeah? Weakness, sin, drinking. Oh, sometimes you hear, it runs in the family. The devil is a liar. It's a mountain that needs to go. It could be drug abuse, physical and, and, and social abuse, irresponsibleness, immaturity, naivety, blindness, sickness. A certain sickness, you know, sometimes you go to the doctor and he's asking you, have you got heart disease? Have you got in the family? Have you got, um, have you got um, heart attack? Have you got, you know, the things they ask you, glaucoma?
when you go to the doctor. High blood pressure. There are all mountain children of God. You must denounce it. You must by faith says no. By faith said no. But you need a relationship with God. You need faith to say no. I don't have it. Irresponsibleness, immaturity, naivety, blindness, sickness, disease, poverty, sexual immoralities. That's another one that you need to say no to. You need, there's so many things happening in that department that you need to say no. And you wait upon God until God find your rightful partner. You need to say no. Laziness. You hear this all the time. Oh, it's in the genes. No, God did not make a corrupt gene. The Bible says God made us out of his own image and likeness. God's image is pure. It is not contaminated, child of God. It is not defective. It is not polluted. God's image and DNA are pure. Image speaks of God himself. When, he's, when God said that we were created out of his image, image speaks of God himself. And likeness are the God-given attributes, God-given morals, God-given love that he gives to us. We're not created to deal with hills and mountains. They must go. They must go. Tell them to go, children of God. So I'm going to give you an example of a mountain. Um, and it's given in Zechariah chapter 4. And so I'm going to read from verse 4 to verse 8. And this is the example of a mountain. Then the angel, and I'm reading from the new um, international version, and it says, I read, then the angel who talked with me returned and woke me up like someone awakened from sleep. He asked me, what do you see? I answered, I see a solid gold lamp stump with a bowl at the top and seven lamps on it, with seven chalets to the lamps. Also, there are two olive trees by it, one on the right of the bowl and the other on its left. I asked the angel who talked with me, what are these, my lord? He answered, do you not know what these are? No, my lord, I replied. So he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord Almighty. What are you, mighty mountain, before Zerubbabel? You will become level ground. Then he will bring out the capstones to shouts of God blessing, God blessing. Then the word of the Lord came to me. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands will also complete it. Then you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me to you. Why did I give you this, children of God? I'm, I, I'm, 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 
given you this to show you that Zerubbabel, his hands, in his hands were built foundation, but he did not know. He did not know. Just like some of you, you are a prophet, you are a teacher, you are a pastor, you are an architect, you are a musician, you're a script writer, but you might not know yet until one day it's going to be revealed to you. So this guy desired to build the temple of the Lord. So why did I show this? I show this to you, this scripture to you, um, so you can understand mountains, its place and its forms, spiritually and physically. The temple where children of God go to worship was destroyed by the enemy. And Zerubbabel's desire um, it was to build the temple of the Lord and restore it back to its origin so children of God could resume their rightful place to go and worship their God. But the Bible let us know Zerubbabel suffers great setbacks in his pursuit and quest to build, to rebuild the house of the Lord. He faces challenges after challenges, obstacles after obstacles, mountains and great mountains to build the temple. So God himself had to step in. So Papa God sends prophet Zechariah to assure, uh, assures um, Zerubbabel that he will rebuild the temple of the Lord. And as Zerubbabel puts the last stone in place, the people will show beautiful, the people will show beautiful. The people will show beautiful. And that is what your life is. That is what your purpose is. And my purpose is. People are going to come to you to show beautiful. People are going to come to you to say. Because what you need to realize. You are, you are somebody's answer to prayer. You are somebody's hope. You are somebody's dream. People are going to call your name blessed. So children of God, um, God sent prophet Zechariah to, 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 to Zerubbabel um, to, to declare, to say to him the last, when you put the last stone in place, the people will shout beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So, what have you tried to build that is still on the ground? Were you building something and you did not get a chance to finish? Is it your career? Is it your occupation? Is it, what is it? Is it your profession, your calling? Is it your children? It's still not too late. What about your family, your marriage, vocation? It's still not too late, children of God. What about a relationship, your relationship with God, with God? Because none of this or what I'm saying is achievable if you haven't got a relationship with Jesus. You need to have a relationship with Jesus. You need to accept him so these can be realized in your life. So what is it? What is it that is still not built? What is giving you problems? Still not too late. You just need to have faith. And the Bible says faith comes through hearing and hearing. 
the word of God. So I'm going to leave you today with the word of God. I'm not going to pray. I'm just going to leave you with the word of God today. So hear this. The word of the Lord came to me. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands will also complete it. That you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me to, to you. So when you listen to this word, when you put it into practice, then you will come back to say, I heard that lady's voice. I heard when she ministered on that day, I took responsibility and I put it in action. And now I can testify that the Lord Almighty did send her. Hear the next word. This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. It's not by might nor by power, but by spirit, says the Lord. So children of God, what is coming to you today is not by might, it's not Pastor Sandra doing it. It's not by might, it's not by power. I haven't got any power. And yes, it's just my spirit that the Holy Spirit is using to minister to your spirit. It's not by might, it's not by power, but my spirit, says the Lord. And the next one, it says, what are you, mighty mountain? So I'm speaking to that mountain that is standing in your way, that is hindering you, that is standing up as a blockage. How dare you standing as a blockage in your way, your purpose, the plan of God for your life. What are you, mighty mountain, before Zerubbabel? Your name might not be Zerubbabel. You call your name, you put your name there. What are you, mighty mountain, before John, before Stuart, before Lawrence, before Keith? What are you, mighty mountain? You will become a plague. You will become a level ground, and I command you to become a level ground. And the Bible said, then he will bring out the capstones to shouts of God. Bless it. God bless it. Amen. That is how the Holy Spirit wants you to address what he brings out, the capstones that he brings out of you, the purpose the will of God, and the plans for your life. Amen. So only God will receive the glory, the praises, and all of the honor. I pray that the word of God will serenade you, will marinate you, will permeate you children of God, as you receive his word now, in Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Sandra, checking out now, until next week when I come back to you with the rest. God bless you. Pastor Sandra tells it like it is. Take not your Holy Spirit away from me, part four. My text is taken from Psalm 51, New International Version, and my read is from verse 10 to 11, and I read, 
Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. So I have been teaching on the subject, who is the Holy Spirit and the offices of the Holy Spirit. Jesus speaking in John 16 verse number 13 from the Amplified Bible, let us know, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you and I into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only when he hears and he will tell you what, what is yet to come. And the Bible went on to say, but I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away, for I do not go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you to be in close fellowship with you. So the Bible gives seven def definitions on, on the Holy Spirit. He, the, the, Bible, the definitions are the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, and stand by. And children of God, I just want to remind you that the Holy Spirit is the third part of the Trinity. We have Papa God manifesting exclusively as God through his son, the precious Lord Jesus. And I like the way Apostle John puts it in 1 John 5. He said, who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the son of God. This is the one who came by water and blood. Jesus Christ, he did not come by water only, but by water and blood, and it is the Spirit who testify. Here we go. He, he is talking God, the Holy Spirit. He's, what did he say? He said, he said, it is the Spirit that testifies. Why? Because the Spirit is the truth. So, it is the Spirit who testifies because the Spirit is the truth. So John is talking, is taking this matter to see and taking this matter to see um, simply means, children of God, he's laboring a point and he's laboring the point. And he, and he comes back in verse 7, he said, For there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and the three are in, in agreement. And we accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God, which he has given about his son. So I have been teaching the office of the Holy Spirit as a helper, as an advocate, as a comforter. And this week, I'm going to teach the office of the Holy Spirit as an intercessor. Jesus speaking in John 16, verse 13, he said, But I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage 
that I go away. For if I do not go away, the intercessor will not come. So who is an intercessor, children of God? Who is an intercessor? The Hebrew word for intercessor is paga, P-A-G-A, paga. And paga means to impinge, come upon suddenly, come upon by accident or violence or importunity, to come betwixt. This is the Hebrew word paga. To come betwixt, to cause something, to entreat, to plead, to implore, to beg, to pray, to besiege, or fall upon, to meet together. So an intercessor is an intermediator, someone who arbitrates, go between and negotiate deals and cases and matters and concerns and anxiety and worries and fears and alarms. So the Holy Spirit is all of these and more. And he still is. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He was all of this in the life of Jesus. He was all of this, all of the list that I've just read out in the ministry of Jesus. Why? Jesus was 100% man and also 100% God. Jesus suffered or Jesus surrendered himself to be utilized by the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, from 100% deity to 100% human likeness so that the will and purposes of God for Adam falling race can be realized. Philippians 2 verses 6 declares, who being in, in very nature, God did not consider equality with God, something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. And I like the word humble, children of God. He humbled himself. We cannot be used by God if you are still you, or if I am still Pastor Sandra. I cannot be expected to be used. I cannot expect God to use me if I'm still me, you and I have to die first. And um, this death that I'm talking about is not the physical death. Die, die means flesh has to receive a severe blow. How is it done? The Holy Spirit, it is done by the Holy Spirit disciplines. What does it entail? Don't know. Every child of God is different. Because the way he disciplines me would be a different way to how he disciplines you. We are different persons. We're different personalities. So the way he disciplines me would be a different way he, he would discipline you. So, 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 um, but it is done 
um, by the Holy Spirit disciplines. If you know the life of Job and, and his suffering, what he goes through, Moses, and what Moses went through, Joseph and Daniel in the lion's den. And, um, those are examples of disciplines. Uh, I don't know, Jonah, who um, was swallowed up um, by the whale because he was told to go to Nineveh and he, he made a detour and so he was thrown off in the sea and um, was swallowed up by a whale. And that's an example of a discipline. Uh, and um, perhaps um, I wouldn't be thrown off in the sea because if he tells me to do something, I would do it, especially now at my age, because I'm afraid of him. When I said afraid, I'm not meaning afraid, afraid as a scaredy cat, but no, I mean afraid of, as in respect. And, um, and the consequences is that I'm not able to handle them. So um, um, prevent is better than cure, so I'll do it. So the, I'm saying that to say that the discipline of the Holy Spirit is different um, is tailored different um, to the individual. So your flesh and my flesh has to be put on the cross and be buried. John 12 verse 24, Verily, very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. So um, what does this mean? Um, unless a kernel of wheat falls, kernel of wheat means you and I, or human opinions, or thoughts, or feelings, or study, or views, or intentions, or reasonings, analysis, logics, they all have to die. Why? they will become trouble to the spirit of grace. The Holy Spirit wants to have full reign to maneuver in the life of the child of God, and they will become a stumbling block. The list that I've just read out to you will become a stumbling block to the move of the Holy Spirit if he's giving you instructions and you're having it your way. Or if you're saying to, to him, why should I? You're asking a lot of questions. You have your own analysis. You have your own logics. You have your own view. And you have your own reasonings. It will not work. Why? It is, it is in him that we live and move and have our being. So it will be trouble, big trouble if the list gets in the way of the Holy Ghost. So Jesus gave himself freely in order to accomplish the will of his Father. You heard him said, I have to do the work of my Father. He said in John chapter 10, 18, no one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to, this is his life he's talking. He said he laid down his life on his own, on his own accord. Yes, he wasn't bullied into laying it down or hamstrung into laying it down. 
or to his hands tied behind him to lay it down. No, he said, I laid it down on my own accord. He said, I have the authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I receive from my father. What was the will of his father? The will of the father for Jesus was for Jesus to restore Adam's falling race back to him. So Jesus gave himself freely to intercessory prayers for the Spirit of God to use him. So Bible tells us a few things about Jesus' life as an intercessor, how Jesus would appear to pray. And in Luke 5 verse 16, the Bible let us know that he withdrew to lonely places and prayed. That was a, a, a pattern of him. He would withdrew to lonely play, play places to pray. Jesus liked to pray all night and in early morning. That's another side of, 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 of his intercessory um, um, prayer walk. He made huge accomplishments after he finished praying. He cast out devils, he heals the sick, raised the dead. He gave the disciples the template on how they must pray. And in Matthew 6, he said, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, you go in your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask. And so, children of God, because he knows, you can just be you. Because sometimes I heard a lot of people say, I can't pray. But just be you. Just express yourself. You know, just be you. You know, just say, you know, Father God, I have an interview today. And I ask you to be with me. And I ask for your protection. I ask for your favor. Touch my tongues so I will speak effectively. You don't even have to pray the way I'm praying. It can be even more simple than that. Because your father, he's, the Bible said that your father knows what you need. He knows what you need. He just wants you to speak it, to say it. Yes? So in Matthew 14, 23, after he had dismissed them, the Bible said he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray later that night. And he was there alone all night. He was there praying. He was there praying for you and he was there praying for me. He was praying for your children. He was praying for your career, your business. He was praying for your life that you will come to know him. He was restoring you back to the Father. Luke 6 12 to 13, he said, one of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them. See what I'm saying, children of God? It comes out of prayer. He had the ability to call them 
and named them, called them by their names, yeah, and designated um, uh, them as apostles. Simon, which is Simon Peter, Andrew, his brother, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called a zealot, and Judas. That came out of prayer. Yes, that came out of intercessory prayer. Yes, Mark 1, 35 says, tell us again, very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place to pray. And he prays on the Mount of Olives until he sweat. This was before he was crucified. Until his sweat became drops of blood. And Jesus said, Verily, very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. Do you believe that, child of God? Yes, I believe that with all my heart that you will be able to do the works that he's doing. And he said, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name. So whatever, if you believe, whatever you ask, you will get it. He said, I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Amen. You may ask me, for anything in my name and I will do it. Amen. So I'm going to close today and come back next week to finish this off as um, the office, uh, the Holy Spirit as the office as an intercessor because as this is a very, 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 very great office to have uh, and to emulate because once you have this office, you, you, oh my God, it, prayer changes everything. If the cloud is dark, you can clear it. And I'm going to show you. I am going to show you in the Bible where one man, the Bible said he was just ordinary, just like me and you. And one day he prayed and the rain stopped for three years. Three years. He was just, there was nothing special about him. He didn't have a PhD. He was just an ordinary man. So next week when I come back, I'm going to show you different examples of ordinary people praying and something happens. So Papa God, we thank you for becoming. Happy Father's Day to you, the great I am that I am. There is none like unto you, Papa God. You are God all by yourself. No God to come after and before you and we thank you for the spirit of grace that you have deposited in us by our savior the precious lord jesus our life intercessor and the life that he cascaded to us by the holy spirit resident on the inside of, of us bless your children as they listen to your word cause a change as they ponder and mull over this teaching papa god stir up the seed of intercessory that was planted in them. Let that seed be ignited as they hear this, this podcast, this, this teaching by the Holy Spirit. Let them not go empty-handed in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Sandra, checking out now. 
and just to remind you to, to just share this message um, with your friends and your family. Forward it. Don't let it sit. Just forward it on because the Bible said faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And we have a responsibility to propagate the gospel. And this is a way of propagating the gospel just by sharing it so somebody can hear the word of God. In Jesus' name, God bless you. <laughs>